Well, hello again, everybody. William Watts here for the uh, Beyond the Column podcast. And uh, as we previewed, today's going to be a, a difficult one. Uh, we're talking about a very, very sensitive subject, uh, suicide and suicide prevention. So you might be asking yourself what got us on to this topic. And there was a recent report that was uh, issued back in June by the Center for Disease Control and it had some pretty alarming statistics. Right now, suicide is the second leading cause of death for those individuals between age 15 and 34. So some of the, the youngest among us that are making their way in this world um, are falling prey to suicide. And another uh, aspect of this information that was a bit alarming is that the suicide rates between the genders are beginning to equalize. It's always been that um, men ended up committing suicide more than women, and right now those numbers are becoming almost at parity. Uh, the national suicide rate is currently at 13.4 uh, individuals for every 100,000, and this is up 28% since 1999. And the suicide rates have gone up in 49 of the 50 states of the country in the last year. Um, this is becoming more and more of a public health risk, especially to those people uh, that are young, especially to those folks that are vulnerable. And it's really hard to figure out why this is happening. Um, it's a multifaceted problem. There's multiple factors that are going into this issue of why folks are taking their own lives. And, and each story can't really be generalized by a statistic. Um, it's unfair to the victims. It's unfair to the families to try to just make it seem like uh, this was a a mental health issue or a drug issue or, or something of that nature. I think when we try to generalize these things in terms of trying to put something so horrific into a nice little category, we end up doing harm, uh, maybe unintentionally, but it's still harm to those folks that have to deal with this each and every day. Uh, fortunately, there are resources um, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is out there. And I want to give this number uh, because perhaps maybe uh, you're an individual that has thought about taking your own life. Or maybe you know somebody who has and you're wondering what's out there. And in all honesty, you could be listening anywhere in the country. You could be listening anywhere in the world. And so it's not fair for me to give... Uh, individualized advice just for folks that are living here in Ohio. Uh, but at the same time, I can't give, I can't give every uh, suicide prevention hotline number out there. I would take uh, way too much time, but that number is 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, 1-800-273-TALK, which is one 800 273 255. That phone number 
is uh, operated 24 hours a day, seven days a week with trained, caring volunteers that want to see nothing better than you succeed in your life. And those individuals have the compassion to help you where you are right now. Um, I recently heard uh, an individual talk about suicide and, and try to give some degree of advice on why somebody shouldn't take their life. I will freely admit I've never thought about it, never given it one second of thought. I can't tell if this advice is good or not based on the fact that I've never had to deal with something like this. But I can tell you that when I heard it, it made a lot of sense to me. And perhaps that if I was ever in that position of thinking about taking my own life, maybe these are some things that I would fall back on and that I would give it a lot of thought before I went ahead and do this. And there's really two main points that I want to talk through. The first point that this individual said is that um, in a suicide, there's usually more than one victim. And it's pretty easy for us to tell who that victim is. Um, That's the individual that commits the act. But so many times we don't hear about the other victims. These are the close family members. This could be a mother, a father, a child, a spouse, a sibling. We never hear about these individuals that have to have the burden of someone they know and someone they love uh, who has taken their own life. We never hear about those folks and the burdens that they have to carry. And according to this individual, these burdens are very difficult. Um, this individual who was a, a counselor slash psychologist said, you know, it's pretty easy for folks to get through things. Um, at their core, individuals are resilient individuals. Um, they can withstand a lot of pain. They can withstand a lot of pressure. But he said, if there's one thing that is so difficult to overcome, it is the suicide of a loved one. He said, you can't adequately put into words the frustration, the guilt, just the questions that come from somebody who, who is a survivor of someone who's taken their own life. These individuals need counseling pretty much for the rest of their life. And they consistently and constantly beat themselves up, wondering about that last conversation they had, wondering about the last time that individual laughed, wondering about the last time that individual cried, 
wondering about the last time that individual shared any time with them. And it's so difficult because you never know what was that one thing that caused that individual to commit that final act. And the people that are there surviving with it have to deal with that each and every day of their life. And so if, if I had anything to say to those people, and I'm not even going to call this advice. This is not advice. I am not somebody who is in any position to give any advice. But I would tell those folks to take a step back and think about not what you're about to do to yourself, but think about what you're about to do to other people. And think about how your actions going to impact them for the rest of their life. And I'm sure there's some people who are absolutely um, ready to take their own life who said, well, well, this is going to be an act that shows them. And, and maybe that's true, but you have to realize that a lifetime is a long time to deal with the pain and the burdens and the questions and all of that. That's a lifetime, a lifetime of burdens. And I don't think anybody, even those people that are so bent on frustration, bent on revenge, however you want to describe it, I don't think anybody wants to put somebody through a lifetime of pain and agony and frustration. The second point that was brought up by this individual that, that really struck me was that we have to realize that there's something inside of us. And this individual called it the spark of the divinity. Now, I know that not everybody who listens to this is going to have a deep Christian faith. Um, I get that, you know. Perhaps you are somebody that attends a church service every week. Maybe you just go on Christ, uh, Christmas and Easter. Maybe you haven't attended church in years. Um Maybe you go to a synagogue. Maybe you have another faith. Whatever um, faith background you have, or you may not have, there's something that makes you special. There's something that's set inside of you which causes you to be unique, which causes you to put an imprint on this world in a positive manner that no one else can. And I don't want to sound trite. I don't want to sound overly optimistic. These are messages you hear uh, consistently from the, the self-help gurus and things of that nature. You know, you're special, you're unique, and all of this stuff. It's true, 
but it can be so weary in terms of hearing those messages. But there is a spark of the divinity in you. You have been set aside. Uh, A higher power, who I believe is God, has set something inside each and every one of us to do something in this world that is greater than ourselves. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is what makes us believe that we have the right to extinguish that spark? We didn't put it in ourselves. We didn't create the spark of divinity inside of us. So what makes us believe that we have the right to just take it out? To just extinguish it? To just take that special part of our existence in this world and just act like it doesn't matter anymore? When I first heard that, I was... uh, I was taken aback. And it made me think of, you know, the, the, the Ten Commandments. Moses come down, comes down from, from the mountain with the stone tablets, you know. Thou shalt not kill. And we take a look at that time after time after time. And we think that's a, really just a commandment on how we're supposed to treat somebody else. Thou shalt not kill. We should not take the life of somebody else. And I'm sure there's plenty of good reasons why we shouldn't do that. I'm sure for many of us, uh, even as, as justified as we might be, there is still a certain amount of guilt that comes along with that. Um, if you've met anybody with any degree of contrition that has taken somebody else's life, um, you can tell that those people have a burden that they carry with them for the rest of their lives. Uh, the second reason we're not supposed to kill somebody is just that that, that person has a right and an obligation to live. They have that spark of divinity in them. And we've been commanded not to take that spark of divinity and take it away from somebody else. It's not healthy for them, for sure. Certainly not healthy for us. And it's not healthy for the world. And those same principles applied when we think about about suicide and suicide prevention. The same spark of divinity that is within somebody walking down the street, the same spark that is within a close friend of ours, that same spark of divinity that, that exists in everyone else is still in you. And if you're not going to take it out of someone else, what makes you think that you have the right to take it out of yourself? 
There's no doubt that we live in a society where we are completely told that we are free to make our own choices. We are who we are. There, there is a continually uh, strong desire to separate us from each other, separate ourselves from one another, separate ourselves from even our creator. And I think it's such a damaging, damaging message that, that, we, that we hear when we do that. As much as we are our own people, I still tend to believe that we do belong to each other. We still belong to the world in which we've been set forth in. We still belong to the creator that has put us here. We can't live our lives feeling that we must do only those things that provide happiness and joy to ourselves. Because we were created to do something bigger than where we are and bigger than what we are. And it's difficult to figure out what that always is. Don't get me wrong. But you will never know what that is if you take the spark of divinity that is within you and you extinguish that flame way too soon. It's very unhealthy. It has negative consequences. It's just not good. You never know what the world is going to miss if you end up going through with what you want to go through. And I know that there are individuals that are struggling mightily with so many issues. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. It's easy to feel like an outcast. All of these things are true. And I wish that that there were things that we could do and things that we could say to make all of that pain and all of that frustration and all of that disappointment go away. And sometimes that exists. You know, there are counselors, there are psychologists that are good that can help you walk through some of these things. But sometimes the most important thing to recognize is that you're not alone. You're not alone on this walk. Some of the things that you feel that you feel can't be burdened are experiences and emotions that other people feel too. And when we know we're not alone on these walks, we can go further and we can go farther with other people than we go by ourselves. And so there are people, there are psychologists, there are counselors, there are people that are willing to walk with you through some of these difficult times to get you the help that you need and the perspective that you need to understand that even though things are looking down now, they don't always have to be. You know, I, I can't help but imagine that those folks that uh, that want to go through with suicide feel like they're living minute by minute. And perhaps something that could help them is to say, you know what, I'm going to make the next minute 
And if they make that minute, I'm going to make the next hour. I'm going to make the next day. That's a perspective that maybe those folks need. And I've seen that played out in hospitals. I've seen that played out with loved ones um, that, that were basically, you know, taking their, their final breaths. Um, they know that, that they weren't going to make it, but they knew that they were going to make it today. And I am going to assume that for folks that are going through suicide, it's much the same way. Make it through today. Get the help you need to make it through today. Find the help you need to make it through tomorrow. Find the help that you need to make it through next week. This is all very, very difficult stuff. It's difficult for me to even talk about it because I know that Uh, This is not a popular subject. It's not an easy subject. You know, we feel like we need to have a lot of training to help people, in which we do. Don't get me wrong. But I do believe that if we can take an opportunity to talk about some of the most difficult subjects that face us, we end up being stronger for it. I hope that the things that I've said and the things that I'm saying have some value to you and that you can use some of these concepts to have some of these difficult conversations. Because it's many times it's in in those silent conversations that we don't have when bad things happen. And we go back thinking, oh, if we only knew, if we only would have said something If we only would have done something different, maybe the outcomes would have been different. And maybe that's where you are. Maybe you know somebody that that is feeling this way, and maybe they need encouragement to find somebody to talk to. Maybe they need a perspective that if they went ahead and took their own lives, that they are... They're sentencing other people to a burden that they will carry for the rest of their lives. Maybe they just need to hear that there's something special inside of them, that spark of the divinity, and it's not a birthright to get rid of that. This is a very difficult subject, but we don't get stronger by ignoring it. We get stronger by confronting it. We get stronger by talking about it. We get stronger by facing the fears of things that we don't want to talk about and overcoming it. I did not want to do this program today. Um, But when I'm faced with numbers that are showing that this is the second leading cause of death for people between age 15 and 34. This is a public health crisis for the next generation. And it needs strong advocates and strong messages from people who care to start spreading the word. And again, if you need help, help is available.
call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-TALK. Again, 1-800-273-8255. That is a number that can't be spread far enough or fast enough. So, tough, tough stuff today, but I'm glad we went through it. I hope you enjoyed um, this podcast to a point where at least you might think about sharing it with others. You might think about how this might impact someone you love. This might impact someone you know. Maybe this is something that you want to share with them. Or maybe this has given you the courage to have a tough conversation with someone. Friends, we're all in this together. Things don't get easier if we stay quiet. Things only get tougher. Be willing to have a hard conversation. Be willing to talk about the difficult things. I'm William Lutz for Behind the Column. I hope you can enjoy uh, and join us next week. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have a little bit of a promotional announcement. So uh, please stick around. Well, folks, William Watts back here again, and I just want to take a moment and thank everybody uh, for listening to the Beyond the Column podcast, whether this is your first one or if you've been with us uh, since the very beginning in July. Um, I am just overwhelmed uh, by the support that we've received from from listeners on the podcast. Um, New ways for you to get interactive with us. Please uh, visit us on Twitter at beyond the column again at beyond the column on twitter send us an email beyond the column podcast at gmail.com join our facebook fan page facebook.com slash beyond the column and also uh, no matter where you listen to this podcast please write a review give us a rating share this with your friends your family we really think we've got a lot of great information and insights that, that can be easily shared with everybody. We try to be completely family friendly. Um, We try to be insightful. We try to be helpful. Uh, We try to be a good, trusted voice that you can listen to about a plethora of difficult topics. And again, please feel free to contact us. Uh, We need to know whether we're doing well, whether we're not doing well. And the only way we know that is through your ratings, your reviews, your contacts, Um, your interactions with us here at the Beyond the Column podcast. Also, some big news. um, If you listen to us on the Anchor format, which is the format that we use for this podcast, uh, there's now an opportunity for you to support the podcast. So go to our podcast page uh, on Anchor at Beyond the Column. If you wish to support us, which would be nice, there's opportunities for you to do so. Uh, everyone that supports us, uh, we're going to make sure that we uh, give you give you a nice token of appreciation, that's for sure. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you'll enjoy other ones. Again, William Lutz for Beyond the Column. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.